You're listening to the Overeaters Anonymous Mid-Peninsula Podcast. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. For more information, please visit oamidpeninsula.org. Luann and I'm a, um, a compulsive overeater. I've been just to give you a few little um, the statistics about me. I've been in OA for I, I'm ending my seventh year. Be uh, June first, two thousand and sixteen. I came in and uh, got abstinent. Uh, the first day it, it was one of those um miracles that uh, <laughs> i never thought i would uh have um but i was ready i you know i was mm, i i walked in knowing i had a food issue but the food wasn't the issue it was my emotional sobriety i didn't have any emotional sobriety I had a lot of relationship issues that in the big book on in we agnostics, let me find it. Um, you know, they give that list of bedevilments. Uh, um, and um, that was that was me. I, I had trouble. It's on page 52. Um, I had trouble with personal relationships. I couldn't control my emotional nature. I was prey to misery and depression. I couldn't make a living. I could make a living, but I was not satisfied with what I was doing. Um, um, had a lot of unrest. Um, I had feelings of uselessness. Um, I was always full of fear and I was unhappy, and um, I couldn't seem to be a real help to other people. Um, and so when I read that, I was like, yeah, that's me. That was me when I walked in um, to these rooms. And um, so I had, bef- so what I was like before, well, that was a, a, a snapshot, but I ate food off the floor. I ate frozen food. I ate food that wasn't cooked all the way. I would, um, I've been on so many diets and I can't tell you how many times I joined that pay and weigh program where you had to weigh and measure your food. And um, yeah, it's just demoralizing. You know, my, I, 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 I was down, I've been as low as um, um, like a size uh, four, really super thin and as high. Well, when I was, so when I was pregnant and my highest weight in my pregnancy, I was 191. And I said, I was never going to get that high um, without being pregnant. And when I hit that weight, 
not being pregnant, <laughs> I stopped weighing myself. And so I don't know, you know, I, I'm sure I was over 200 pounds. Um, uh, cause I was just so ashamed that I, you know, I got that large, um, and I wasn't pregnant. <laughs> so, um, but I have body dysmorphia too. So even though I was that weight, I would look in the mirror and I couldn't see it. I still felt thin. So it was, it, it's an odd thing because it's opposite of what, you know, where people who are anorexic, they look in the mirror and they think they're fat. And so I had this body uh, dysmorphia of the opposite. And um, so it's only when I saw myself in pictures or I saw the scale that I, you know, I knew there was something wrong, but more than that, it was my emotional, my relationships. I just couldn't, I just didn't have healthy relationships. I didn't have a healthy relationship with my mom. I didn't have a healthy relationship with my sister, my friends. There was always this, uh, um, feeling of not being good enough, uh, not, uh, um, of, of being criticized. If anybody said anything, I took it very personal and, and felt very criticized uh, and felt I needed to change. Did a lot of shape shifting to try to morph into what I think other people wanted. And um, so I, I was in a, I, I was confined in a vessel and I couldn't, couldn't break out of it. And so, um, until everything crashed down on me, when, uh, I, I had a big family, um, blowout with, with my family of origin and I couldn't stop eating. And I'm like, okay, I got to do something. I am in so much pain physically because my solution to physical pain was eating. And even though I ate so much, my stomach hurt. I still ate more because that was my solution. <laughs> so when, um, so I had a friend that was, uh, I saw her every day cause we met at the, at the park with our dogs. So I only knew her through, you know, uh, through our dogs. And then, uh, you know, we, we hang around for about 45 minutes and split our ways and we didn't talk during any other part of the day or, you know, um, but we used to have a, a, a snack day and I would be sitting there like, you know, at the table in the park, just eating. I didn't care what my dog was doing. I had to be around the food and she would come up and just pick one little thing and eat it. And like, oh, that's enough. And I'm like, how the bleep does she do that? <laughs> and so um, then about five years into this, she she mentioned that she was a compulsive overeater and she belonged to Overeaters Anonymous. And then I was like, oh, so that that was all she said. And then about three years after that is when this whole thing blew up and she gave me direction and um, told me to write a letter to my mom. It, it just spill everything out and um, don't worry about spelling or you know, I'm not sending it to her, just get it all out. So I did that. And lo and behold, I had some, a little bit of freedom with that. I saw what my problem was. 
it, you know, um, and I saw it wasn't the food, but it was my perception of I, I had a lot of jealousy around my sister and I wanted my mom to make a choice between her and me. And when I realized that and thought, well, God, that's pretty selfish. How can you ask a mother to, to, to take sides? <laughs> Although my mom did. Well, anyways, that's a, that's a whole nother issue. So when I walked into the room, I already knew I had emotional issues. I had perception issues on where I thought people should be. And so, uh, um, <clears throat> and so it was, uh, I heard the first day I heard about the abstinence is an allergy of the body. And I thought, well, you know, it, it kind of makes sense. And once I start, I can't stop I'm having an adverse reaction. So, and I'm, I'm in the healthcare field. So I'm like, well, what, you know, if I wouldn't eat shellfish, if I was, you know, if it made me anaphylactic, um, and go into shock. So I thought it just made sense to me. So I stopped eating my uh, abstinent foods. Um, and uh, yeah, so here I am, I'm gonna start my eighth year on June 1st and still abstinent. Um, and um, yeah, just really happy. Uh, my life ha is beyond is gone beyond my wildest dreams. I just turned sixty, and I also just applied to graduate school. So I'm, uh, you know, I would have never guessed that, you know, I would have uh, gone back to college. So I applied to graduate school, got accepted. I start in September. So um, because I, you know, at fifty, I thought, you know this is it. I'm old and my back hurt. I'm fat. And, you know, what am I going to do? Sit on the couch and watch Survivor for the rest of my life, I, you know, or TV. <laughs> um, and so uh, this, um, to be turning 60, I feel younger today, younger at 60 than I did at 50. I, I we moved uh, from North, Southern California to Northern California of 20 acres. I'm very active, you know, like I said, I'm going to college. I have healthy uh, relationship with my son and his wife, which is a dream come true, you know, um, and it's, it's been great. Um, so, um, so that's my story um, in a nutshell. I wanted to talk uh, about step two because, you know, step two was a huge thing for me. Um, come to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. And um, and step three is a, was a really big uh, thing for me, too, uh, uh, making a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. That's the operative word for me as, you know, as I understand him. And so I did struggle with the the word God. It has a lot of symbolism for me that is not a positive. It, it, it's not a positive. It's not a positive symbol for me, that word God. Um, I, I kind of relate it to spiritual trauma. Um, I was uh, involved in a, a, a in a church setting, and um, it wasn't pleasant. 
Um, but it was at that time in the age where I was seeking that I really wanted help. Um, I was young and anyway, so when I came into this, into OA, um, I was like, I, I, I really rebelled against it, uh, about the word God and, um, and, but I wasn't willing to let that word, um, stop me from having freedom. And so I, I played around with it. I'm like, okay, so if I don't like the word God, let me let me come up with another word for my higher power. So then I started calling it Steve, Harold, and you know, it came up Carol. I don't know. I just came up with and and nothing ever felt right. So um so my my concept of a higher power is, is um it's more of an action than uh, an, an, a deity. It, it's more of a, it's an action of just seeking and questioning. Um, and um, um, asking, you know, um, like if I need help something, I'll just say I, I'm open to receive direction. You know, um, my higher power doesn't, answer prayers my higher power gives me direction and so because that's what i need i don't know you know i didn't need a higher power that's going to tell me you know that's going to make me stop eating that's the, i have to take that action but when i'm open to receive direction and and listen to that internal voice of mine that says you know oh you shouldn't go and get you know another handful of peanuts I hope we can talk about food or uh, yeah, or save food <laughs> items. Yeah, thank so, you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you. You know, don't go get another handful of peanuts. Well, then that's that's my direction from a higher power, and it's like, okay, well, if you don't want me to get another handful of peanuts, you know, give me direction of something else to do. And like, okay, well, then go for a walk. You know, I, I get, you know, I get action. I, you know, so my higher power is about action and direction. And I don't really, you know, I, you know, I still get God. I use the word God because it seems it's a universal word that a lot of people understand. But when I hear that word, I have to translate it in 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 my head to what it means to me and i think that's been very uh crucial for me in my um in in my recovery and um so i look the the other thing i i've done is use the traditions in uh i have this committee going on in my head a lot of different voices <laughs> and this is what it looked like before and i used the traditions as a way to um get a uh, mm, structure in there and so like there's no crosstalk i use the preamble too for the oa meetings you know there's no crosstalk you know we're supportive and, and unless you unless the persona or our archetype i heard that the real name for them is archetypes uh um uh has a uh, five minutes okay thanks has uh 
um, mm, authority or is a professional in that. Like I have a very strong student uh, archetype in me, a persona that just loves to learn. And so, but that, that, that student is, uh, that's what it's there to do. So I'll, I'll call on that student um, to help me when I'm trying to learn or to seek something out. Um, it, yeah, I always sound, I always feel like I sound crazy when I talk about this internal uh, committee I have. But when I did the tradition work around my committee up here, <laughs> it really quieted things down. And um, it really gave, it, it gave me a, um, allowed me to have healthy relationship with me and with these personas that I have, like I had a bully, um, I had a rebel, uh, but the rebel, but, you know, I have an addict, you know, um, but see that, that my addict is really not teach not there to beat me up and tell me I'm a piece of crap for eating, you know, it, it, it's there it's there to teach me to have honesty and integrity. That's the goal of what my addict is trying to teach me. So I've just tried to uh, reframe what these uh, these voices are telling me as they're, because, you know, they're neutral. Now they're neutral to me. They're not bullying me anymore. They just were yelling because I wasn't listening to them because they wanted me to have honesty and integrity. Really all these spiritual principles and hope. And um, and so, and like my rebel, it, it, it really is about, um, it's not about me re it's it's about you know the rebel came out with the when I was seeking my higher power and it was just it was about um, not you know realizing that the the dogma of of the religion I was involved in uh, wasn't meeting my needs and it, it wasn't a rebellious thing it was like it, it empowering me to go out and seek for something a little deeper that would meet my needs and so I really find these voices now um, that they're really there to help empower me and not to bring me down and so anyways um, so I hope that didn't sound too crazy, but I did. I one last thing, and then I'll finish up here. Is that I communication has been really important to me um, because that's a part of a, a, um, a healthy relationship with inside of me and with my fellows and my family. And so I have a little list that each one of my personas uh, have taught me how to have good communication, good relationships. So. Um, so I'm just going to read my list. So, uh, don't make choices and decisions for other people. Um, I always feel very overly responsible for others. So be humble and not arrogant. Um, uh, guide communication with the divine, you know, so my whole goal is to got to, I got to listen to my higher power. And if someone asks me for advice, then I want, I, I want to encourage them and empower them to go seek the internal, uh, internal direction that they receive. So, 
it here's this is for my ad my um addict uh, show integrity don't feed my arrogance because i i can be very easily arrogant <laughs> so and know that healing is slow and easy so i don't try to push people ahead or push myself ahead of where i'm at or where they're at i have a tendency to want more push them drive i'm a driver so um just provide strength and hope but don't hold on uh really uh let go and let the other person's higher power direct them and so um um my seeker you know does easy nudging you know there's, there's not a bullwhip behind me anymore um, <laughs> um and then empowerment uh my whole goal is empowerment to myself and empowerment to the others now um don't cross the line into other people's program and be creative, kind, and loving. Oh, time. Oh, give me two more, two more, two more things on my list and I'll call it. Thank you. Um, so being creative is a big thing for me now is trying to soften my language and not be so harsh and direct, which I was before. Um, and then, um, there's always a sacred contract within uh, a lesson within all my uh, my um, my communications with people, with all my interactions with individuals. And so I'm always looking at what what am I supposed to learn from this? And then um, and there's always something that's coming up from my unconscious into my consciousness. So it's uh, really. So anyway, so that's that's my program in a nutshell, and I appreciate service, and that you guys are dead. You know, Judith asked me to be of service today, and um, thank you for letting me share.